Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to the fabulous, one and only, remarkable image show on 98.3 The Vibe. This is Robert Pate. And with us this morning, I have DJ Marty McFly. He's a business owner, and he is also the uh, one of the directors or supervisors for Conscious Crew Podcast, which is on Facebook every Wednesday at 10 a.m., and we're going to speak a little bit about uh, the podcast and talk a little bit about what DJ Marty McFly does. So, first of all, DJ McFly, it's a pleasure to have you in the studios with all us right. this morning. Thank you for having me this Sunday morning. Uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and share my story and, you know, uh, some perspectives with you. That's great. So, uh, let it roll. Sure. I'm the owner of the DSM Dance Party DJs and also a DJ for the Conscious Crew, which is a local collective of artists and musicians that uh, focuses on uh, enlightening uh, expression. I'll say like, you know, we try to have a positive and and peaceful message. You know, it doesn't always come out uh, all shiny and perfect, you know, but just not glorifying the negatives, but just being enlightening on on the topics that that may come up in today's world. Beautiful. And the remarkable opportunity that I had to join you guys last weekend, I want to first of all say thank you again for that because you guys are a bunch of great guys. And thank you. you have good attitudes, positive, and it was just a pleasure to be on that podcast. We're glad to have you, man. That was a great, great time. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your about career, how you got started in DJing and a little bit about, uh, you know, your responsibilities in life and what you do? Sure, sure. Well, um, from here in Des Moines, I've lived here most of my life. Uh, just moved back here, though. I was in Colorado for a few years and I've uh, been back here about two years now. Uh, I had experience out there working with the Colorado Rockies and, uh, you know, doing a lot of corporate events, uh, weddings and, and things of that sort. And uh, it was just a big boost to my career and to open my mind up to see what opportunities I had in DJing. You know, I've always had a passion for music, kind of go back a little bit. You know, I've always had a natural rhythm, you know, probably I, again, I said I would probably incorporate that or uh, credit that to to, uh, you know, dance and, you know, just jamming it as a kid, uh, expressing myself that kind of way. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, middle school, high school, I started producing music, um, making beats and things like that, working with artists. So, yeah, it kind of goes back a ways with uh, my passion for music. So you worked for the Colorado Rockies baseball, Major League Baseball. Yes, I did their uh, pregame shows. So as people arrived to the stadium, you know, while the players are warming up on the field, jamming to my music, that was me. <laughs> Good. Big crowds out there is, is really fun. And what would you say? What would you say to the listeners out there for people who uh, may be trying to get involved with DJing? Or I know that you also have a studio that you're a part yes, of. Yes. Is that open to the public? Uh, how do they go about signing up or trying to say get some studio time? Sure. Yeah, we have a couple studios and. Uh, I guess the best way to get in contact, if you're an artist looking to do recording or find some production, you could look up Blockheads with a Z Entertainment, and you'll be able to find us there. Uh, as far as DJing, you know, I do have a DJ company. It's DSM, Dance Party DJs, and, uh, you know, we have a few DJs that work with us on that uh, business, and, you know, that's a great group of guys there as well. Uh, so, you have a telephone number or a website? 
Yeah, you can look us up online, dsmdancepartydjs.com, or you can look, find myself, DJ Marty McFly dot party. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Google and, and all that. Okay. And <clears throat> now you, you told us a little bit about your story, but uh, you had some advice to give for people who may be caught up in the system. As we know, this is a reentry uh, show. We talk a lot about guys who are coming out of prison, who are making positive strides. And uh, you are one of those guys who are making positive strides in the community. And so sure. uh, we're trying to kind of get more positive awareness and have more role models who are doing positive things. It's important. Yes. yes Such yes. as yourself. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, tell us just a little bit about uh, some of the, the different things that you're involved with now. You, you talked about DJing. I know um, I know that you guys also are looking to uh, do some other things with like uh, TV and, and uh, radio and things like that. You're kind of looking to raise the bar. Sure. Uh, what inspired you? to, uh, you know, set the motives and the uh, goals and the bar this high? Well, you know, uh, you know, through my, my higher power, you know, uh, you know, Lord willing, uh, you know, some of these these uh, dreams and and uh, um, goals, I'll say, will uh, come to fruition. I guess uh, some things that we're doing, was that, was that what your question you had a three-part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to know, see, we have a lot of people who have these ideas, they have these goals, but for some reason they get stuck somewhere along the line. Uh, you've been able to kind of uh, jump over some hurdles. You mm -hmm. know, how did you do it? Sure. You, you, like you said, man, I, I, you know, we all have uh, past and we all uh, have to overcome um, certain things in life to reach our goals and, and our, our full potential. So, you know, I, there was plenty of times I can speak for myself. That's really all I can do is, is just say, you know, for me, I was lost focus and, and was uh, had plenty of distractions that, that needed to be removed, you know, as far as, you know, just bad decisions. Um, some people that maybe weren't on the same track as me, not bad people, but, you know, just not on the same path as me at, at this particular time. So, you know, separate yourself from some of those people and, and give yourself something to live for. That's that's another thing that, that kind of changed for me. You know, I don't feel that any kind of probation or parole, uh, any of that, uh, or incarceration time even, can change you. Uh, I know some people may not agree with that, but for me, I feel, you know, those are maybe a motivator for some people, but, but uh, you know, it's, all your changes come from within you. You know, they might get, sit you down and give you some time or give you some paperwork and rules and regulations to follow. Uh, but, you know, if you're not changing on the inside, as soon as that, then that wall opens or the gate opens or, or uh, you know, that paperwork gets signed off and you're free to go, you're going to go back to your old ways unless you have something more to live for. And for me, that was, you know, having my daughters and just a series of highs and lows in my life, you know, from uh, getting in trouble as a younger adult to, you know, the successes that I have as well. You know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I do realize that, you know, man, I didn't like that situation when I got in trouble or, you know, these limitations that that were placed upon me, you know. But, you know, then also looking at the positive, I think it was just a whole uh, the process that I've gone through and just finding things in my life that helped me find my way. 
That's good. And it's a good point that you bring up, you know, having a kid. Uh, it was what changed your life. You know, it, it doesn't always take prison for somebody to wake up and smell the coffee. Sometimes right. having a kid. I remember when I was in junior college and there were plenty of uh, athletes who actually had kids and they seemed to be a little bit more mature. You know, mm-hmm. they seem to, to have their responsibilities and, and some more. Uh, I mean, they just seem to be a little bit more grounded, man. grounded and rooted. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. And right. I could never figure that out until I actually got older, because after I had my kids, then I seen that there's responsibility that comes with that. And I mean, not a little responsibility, a lot. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, my wish is that not everyone has to learn the hard way, you know, my dad <laughs> always told me that, you know, a hard head makes a soft butt, basically saying, you, if you don't learn it through your head, if you can't soak it up in your brain because your head's so hard, then, you know, it's going to come back around and kick you in the butt later if, if you can't figure it out. And that's what I had to do a few times. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's, you know. Well, that's great. We're going to go to a commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. We've got DJ Marty McFly with us in the studio this morning. Today is Sunday, October 27th, all day long. You're locked and loaded into nothing but love. We'll be back after these messages. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to The Image Show with Robert Pate. And I've got DJ Marty McFly with me, one of Des Moines' new upcoming hottest DJs. And uh, we're going to get back into what we were talking about here, DJ McFly. Sure, Uh, sure. So tell us uh, a little bit about some upcoming events that you got going on. Well, you know, we've been doing events for a a while. We've been uh, in the game, you know, doing this for about, I don't know, maybe 10 years. So, you know, we're not really too new. You know, we've definitely take our lumps and learned (laughs) along the ways. So tell us, DJ McFly, uh, tell us a little bit about your upcoming events. Sure. We have an event December 6th at the Vadaville Muse. Uh, We're really excited for that one. That's a Conscious Crew event. We call it the Conscious Crew Kickback. So, again, we're going to have artists there that – speak on their story you know they tell stories kind of like a poet i would say it's hip-hop and poetry uh this is going to be our fourth event in the past four months so every event has been growing and uh it's been really really great turnouts and always positive vibes too and then that's real important to us that everyone comes out everyone is safe you know you know it's just it's awesome man just getting that group of of talent together that you know, it's not mumble rap. It's it's conscious hip hop and art. We actually have painters come as well and poets. Wow. So yeah, it's a, it's a really nice event. So you've got a variety of different things. Yes, yes, and uh, you know, we aspire, like you said, we got high aspirations. <laughs> so we're we're uh, looking at bringing in artists and future shows and things like that. As far as you know, some of the older. Uh, artists that you might even hear on this station you know so trying to get them into town and and building this thing up from the ground well good i think that also midwest matthew uh deserves a shout out he's not with us this morning but he played a big part in that podcast there uh, with you and co-hosting a little bit and his communication skills are are real good and he seems to really have a good head on his shoulders and yes he does and that whole movement right he's uh been around uh during this whole process of everything we do, you know, I give a lot of, um, you know, respect and and what I say, you know, just just respect, man. And, and uh, you know, he's a hard worker. He's a good guy. He's uh, been a longtime friend of mine and, and 
He's always he's always done right by his word. So that's that's a that you know a lot <laughs> yes it does. And I can it see does. that in him. I can see that integrity. integrity. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're again you're listening to the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe, and we've got DJ Marty McFly with us this morning. He's a DJ. Uh, he does weddings. Uh, he does a lot of different functions. So can you leave us with your telephone number, your information for the viewers, listeners out there sure. who may want to get in contact with you? Yeah, you're right. I do uh, weddings. I got the DSM Dance Party DJs, and we do, like you said, private events. You can find us at dsmdanceparty.djs.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, anywhere and also find me myself if you would like to uh, book me we, like I said we do studio for artists we do production uh, and promotion uh, you name it anything in the entertainment we're, we're shooting for it so uh, you can find me DJ Marty McFly or go to my website DSM oh, I'm sorry DJ Marty McFly dot party and that's uh, yeah I'm on Instagram as well beautiful well, I appreciate you coming on the Image Show this morning. Thank and, you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, we will continue to stay in touch with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to speak with the president of the NAACP, Cam Middlebrooks. And he is the president of the Des Moines chapter, NAACP. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and you're tuned in to The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. And we've got Cam Middlebrooks with us, joining us by phone this morning. For those of you who may or may not know Mr. Middlebrooks, he is the president of the NAACP Des Moines chapter. Cam, it is a pleasure to have you with us on the phone this morning. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here as well, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. So I want to start off with just talking a little bit about voting. There's a lot of people who don't feel that voting is important. There's a lot of people that don't vote. Um, I catch a little bit of criticism, you know, when I post things on Facebook about uh, voting and, uh, you know, kind of uh, my take on it. And, and so I want to talk just a little bit about uh, this with someone who is experienced a little bit more and, you know, has a great way of articulating this type of stuff. So can you tell us, uh, first of all, just a little bit about yourself and then uh, let's get into the, the voting and the importance of it? Sure. Yeah, well, uh, I've served as president for the Des Moines branch um, since January of this year, um, but I've been a member of the NAACP for well over 10 years. At the age of 18 to about 20, 22, uh, I served on their national board of directors. Um, and from 23 to about 25, uh, I served as a regional director um, with the, the job of doing education um, and delivering programs uh, for the Midwestern region. Um, but when you talk about voting, man, it's a fundamental uh, proponent of the NAACP. I think it's a fundamental right. Uh, it's the, the number one way I think we could actually use our voice to create change. Um, when you talk about uh, opportunities for you know making government more inclusive, uh, this is the, the first step um, in doing that um, and holding you know our elected officials accountable. Uh, you know we we vote folks in, but we also have the power to vote folks out. Um, it, it's all dependent upon whether they're accomplishing the goals that we sent them there to seek. Okay, now, Mr. Middlebrooks, we have a lot of well, not a lot. I know of a couple of countries, particularly that do not have a voting, that uh, they don't vote. And there have been some people say that they feel that, you know, they wish the United States was, was one of those, those countries. 
What do you think makes the difference? Um, I'm, I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I understand the actual word that I'm looking for. Uh, but what do you call, say, a country that they don't have a president? I mean, like monarchies or stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's maybe so- socialism or... Uh, uh, no, it I, be. I don't know the word that, I, that I'm looking for. But, you know, they're, they don't have a, a system that uh, is, is ran by a government, uh, so to speak, in authority uh, that allows people to vote or pick a president. Of, mm-hmm. of their country. Well, I mean, that's uh, t- to me, that's a that's a crazy way to 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 run a country. Um, it's not, you know, it's it's not a, a way that you represent that your community that that your citizens are represented. Um, you know, the process that we have here in the United States, I think, you know, although it, it may not be perfect, um, it is it is much more representative uh, than, than many other countries. Um, but I think we have a long way to go. Um, and ensuring that, you know, all communities are represented. You know, currently, you know, in many states, uh, we're facing uh, issues with, with folks trying to limit access to the polls. When I think we really need to be focused on on how we can expand that. Uh, you know, currently here in Iowa, uh, you know, if you're a, as, as you know, if you're a felon, you don't automatically have the right to vote, which I think is completely insane. You know, once somebody has served their time and paid their dues, you know, we, we, we ask them to, to return to society and to be a, to be a, a better citizen again, but we limit their 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 right to to use their own voice, um, to use their vote, to advocate for things that they think they, that needs to be changed as well. Um, you know, the goal is with the NAACP and many other organizations, you know, across the state and across the country, is to ensure that everybody has equal access and opportunity um, to the polls. You know, we believe that we should uh, have a constitutional uh, change to allow felons the automatic restoration of their rights. Um, you know, as soon as they done serving their time and paying their dues um and we we believe that we it should be as easy as possible uh to to vote um as far as other initiatives that 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 we advocate for is expanding um the the early vote days uh finding different ways to 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 have polling places in in more locations um so more folks have an opportunity to get to to get out to vote that's great i like the way you you turn that around into uh you know the issue at hand actually and you know felons that should have the right to vote and of course you know we all know that that's a, a huge topic in iowa and we mm-hmm. thought that that was uh gonna get passed last year or we we had hope and it looked like you know we were leaning a little bit more toward uh the result of that it being positive and in fact uh, that got shut down for the time being do you think that Iowa will eventually have voting rights for felons. Um, you know, being optimistic, I, I definitely do. Um, I think this is a, is, a, is a year to get it done. Um, I think folks under, are, are beginning to understand, um, you know, the importance uh, of of having that right and that access, um, and how important it is to to truly reintegrating somebody into society. Uh, but there's a there's there is probably still going to be some hurdles that we have to face, uh, but it's something that you know, uh, Governor Reynolds has said that she's wanted, you know, in the House last year, uh, they had overwhelming support. Um, I think we just need more folks uh, to come to the table and push some of these folks in the Senate to ensure that we can get passage this year. Now, uh, 
Cameron, you don't mind if I call you president, do you? <laughs> no, you I, call I, me Cam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cam. Uh, so, do you have any statistics on people who did citizens in Iowa who did not vote that were eligible? Uh, Rough, uh, roughly. Stuff, but I can find some for you. Hold on. Okay. And while you're looking that up, uh, so as we talk about the importance of voting, why is voting so important, particularly in the state of Iowa? Well, we, um, it's, you know, in, in Iowa right now, we got, a, we got a lot of stuff going on, right? We have the, the 2020 election that's, that's fast approaching. Um, we have presidential candidates that, you know, have been flooding our state for, for, for quite some time. But, you know, right now we also have uh, municipal elections uh, coming up here on November 5th. Where you know in Des Moines, um, in the metro area, we're voting for city council and school board. When you think about making a change to your day-to-day life, uh, those are the I think to me the most pivotal uh, positions to vote for. Um, you know, you get folks complaining about potholes or you know the schools aren't up to par as, as they they wish they would. Well, it doesn't matter who you vote for, for president; they're not going to be able to directly affect that. But your city council member or your school board uh, member are folks who can directly affect that um, in a more substantial way. That's good. And another question that I have, uh, do you know why it's been said that felons are not allowed to vote in the state of Iowa? I mean, what is their particular reason for that? Well, it's, uh, it's something that's been written in the Constitution um, that, you know, if you if somebody has committed a felony or uh, that, that they just lose their right to vote. It's something that was written, you know, when we when the Constitution of Iowa was first written. Um, so the pushback, I think, to that is, I honestly can't give you a good reason on why folks <laughs> think it's bad because uh, it's, it's completely it's idiotic to me. You know, folks, they're, they're citizens. You know, they're, they're no less off, no less worse than anybody else. They deserve the right um, and the freedom to exercise their right to vote. I agree. Now, if so, say a guy with a felon or a female with a felon on their record, they go in to buy a lottery ticket and they happen to hit the jackpot. Well, they'll get to receive that money. Right. So why wouldn't they be able to vote? I mean, and I know I'm I'm not actually directing that question at you. I I get frustrated, really, every time I I start talking and thinking about this. So, uh, I, I mean, as president of the NAACP, what are some things that you guys are doing uh, in that field to try to change that? Sure. So we're in constant communications uh, with the governor's office. We, we meet with them on a quarterly basis. Um, our state conference does. Uh, you know, we're constantly talking to our legislature, legislators, you know, uh, in, in, in Des Moines and around the state um, about the importance of, you know, restoring the right, um, among other things. But then we're also, you know, want to engage, you know, community um, and educate the community on candidates that are running for office um, and, you know, what their positions are. Um, so we do that in a variety of ways. Um, number one being uh, some different uh, forms that we do. Uh, currently in Des Moines, like I said, since we're having the school board and, and, the, and the mayoral uh, or the city council election coming up, we've held, uh, we're, we'll be holding several forms uh, for school board, for the mayors, for the at-large seats, um, as well as wards two and three. Um, just as a way that community members can get out um, and, and directly, you know, hear from the candidates um, and hear where their views are and how aligned they are with the views of the NAACP. Good. I'll tell you, Cam, uh, 
it was a couple weeks back where I sat with you in that meeting with Elizabeth Warren, and that was really nice to hear a lot about uh you know, what they were talking about as far as the changes in the policies uh, that they were looking at at making Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, criminal justice reform, uh, voting rights for felons, things like that. Uh, That was the first time that I had actually heard uh, someone, you know, speak directly about that. That's great, Bobby. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was it was very intriguing um, to hear, you know, from the campaign on that, you know, and to hear your insight uh, as well. Uh, but those are opportunities, you know, that we have to continue to, to create with with these presidential candidates, you know, on the way down to, to your local candidates. Um, and the NWHP is actually hosting a, a town hall with presidential candidates uh, next week um, on Saturday, November 2nd over at Drake University from 9 to about 2 p.m. We'll have roughly 12 candidates uh, come through throughout the day. We'll be asking questions on, you know, their economic plans, uh, their criminal justice plans and so on and so forth. But we'll have candidates uh, like Cory Booker, uh, Beto O'Rourke, Andrew Yang, Kamala Harris, John Delaney, Tom Steyer, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Mayor Pete, uh, Julian Castro, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, and Michael Bennett. So it's about 10 or 12 folks that uh, we'll have out there. And again, asking the questions, you know, that, that concern uh, our communities, other communities that look like us. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, I'm one of those guys who doesn't know a lot about politics. Uh, however, I find just learning is is very interesting. And when it comes to uh, decision making and, and things that are uh, governing uh, the things around us, I think that it's important for people to, to get involved and, and just become a little bit more uh, aware and educated on on politics because it's it's a part of our, our generation. Right. No, I definitely agree, man. You, you know, you don't have to be an expert by any means, but that's why we want to put together opportunities like this uh, presidential forum next week. So, you know, even a novice can get a chance, you know, in one day to hear from uh, from everybody and, you know, make their best educated guess on, on who they should vote for. Um, and again, you know, I'm uh, really excited about this event You know, next Saturday uh, from nine to two at Drake University. And if anybody's interested in attending, um, the event is completely free to the public, but we are asking folks to register, um, and they can do that through our, our, our website uh, at Um under our events tab. They'll get all the information that they need uh, from there. But I, like I said, I encourage folks to show up to there, show up to that uh, event, and then also go to these candidates' websites. You know, and look through their uh, look through their websites to get a better understanding of what they what they stand for. Thank you very much, Cam. Now, I've got one more very important question. There's a lot of people who are not really aware of what the NAACP actually does. I know that some people are a little bit confused in in, in knowing what lines to cross, uh, what actually... uh, you know, you guys do to help people. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, what actually does the NAACP do to help and, and what are what makes a person eligible for your services? Yeah, so we are we are not a service organization. We're an advocacy organization. Um, our mission is to ensure the political, educational, uh, social and economic equality of rights of all persons and to eliminate race based discrimination in all areas uh, that we live in. Um, you know, our vision is really clear. We want, you know, a society in which individuals have equal rights without discrimination. Um, but we have a couple key areas that we focus on. And those are, you know, again, like I've mentioned, the political uh, sphere, uh, the educational system, criminal justice reform, 
uh, health, uh, specifically in Des Moines. Uh, mental health is a real big issue for us, uh, and as well as uh, economic sustainability. Uh, we believe, you know, folks have should have the equal opportunity to succeed in this country. Um, they should have equal opportunity uh, to be financially uh, stable. Um, the way that we do this uh, is through ab- ab- advocacy-type uh, forms. So we'll go and talk to our city council. We'll go and talk to our legislature and our state and state and nationally to ensure that the laws that are being passed are reflective in, in our, uh, of our mission and are equitable. If somebody uh, does feel that they have been discriminated against um, for any reason, we do ask them to reach out to us. We have a legal redress committee. Um, they can review their cases um, and then refer them on to uh, to the proper officials, uh, whether that be a lawyer or whether that be some somebody with the Civil and Human Rights Commission. Um, but we're there to help support um, and help advocate for any issue uh, that affects people of color um, and creates an unequitable uh, system. That sounds good. Cam, I really appreciate you coming on The Image Show this morning. For those of you who have just tuned in, uh, we are listening to Cam Middlebrooks, and he is the president of the NAACP Des Moines chapter. And, you know, Cam, I'm going to call you president because you have really spoke very, very well. I think that uh, you deserve to be called president, and you are a huge asset in our community. So, president, we really appreciate that. Hey, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to another guest, but we appreciate you tuning in right now. We're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the Image Show, ladies and gentlemen. We're with Rhea Spigner from KCCI News Channel 8. And so, Rhea, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Rhea Spigner, your ambition, your goals, uh, kind of your intuition as far as life and your career. And where do you want to be? Um, literally, someone just asked me this yesterday of, well, what do you want your job to be or your or your career to be? And I said, I'm kind of living it already. I just want to add more responsibility. <laughs> um, so I think ultimately I, I have felt the need and the obligation to um, educate, to inform our community as well as other communities about diversity and inclusion. And I want to do that on a larger scope than what I'm doing right now. I think I have the opportunity right now to do it with um, my station and with the community initiative. And I'm able to go out and show new and different perspectives with the idea that this is something that you need to look out for. Maybe this is something that you never thought of before. But I, I want to do that on a bigger scope. So I don't know if that means adding more responsibility as far as teaching or going out and giving presentations or just going out in my community and talking to people. But whatever it is, I just want to make that idea more of who I am and more of my purpose. Well, that's good. It's always nice to hear when you ask a person, you know, what do you plan to do with your career, your life, for them to say that I'm actually already living in that purpose and in that plan, you just want to add a little bit more to it. Yeah. I think that that's beautiful. That's wonderful. It shows that uh, you're definitely uh, living in your calling. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we want more people, uh, you know, through the Image Program, we actually kind of instill in people's minds to first discover self-identity. For sure, yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, find out what career matches with your talents Mm -hmm. and start pursuing it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you are definitely uh, very talented. 
and Thank you, you are uh, definitely living in your in your calling. So, uh, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, and you've always uh, given the image program. Uh, the image show, uh, a lot of publicity, a lot of props. Uh, tell us a little bit about about that, uh, the image show. I think uh, we first met each other maybe a year ago uh, at News Channel 8. And yeah. uh, you interviewed me on my basketball uh you know, uh, talents mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. my, my, my old career <laughs> yeah. and, and, and kind of prison yeah. and, and coming out yes. now and, and transformation. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. What do you particularly think about uh, the justice system oh. uh, here in Iowa? Are, are you familiar with it at all? Do you know a little bit about uh, kind of what goes on? Or uh, Yeah, I know what goes on. I know that in not just Iowa, but every state we have improvements on what needs to be done in the justice system. And I think with the image program, um, of course, you're going to give the opportunity to someone who has lived it, who is who is trying to have a positive force and transition other people um, into a better life from when they were. You have a perspective of this is where I was and this is what I'm trying to be. You have that perspective and that epiphany of having a vision for yourself and then making that better. And you wanted to do that for other people. So, yeah, of course, that's that's positive. That's part of something that I will continue and always want to do um, with impacting um, our community and diversity and inclusion. And for you, um, I think in regards to you and knowing you, it's just been great. It's a great program. It's a great initiative. It's a great perspective. And uh, as far as the justice system goes, again, I am very aware. Um, and I think that it's a it's a national problem. It's a national problem. And it, that's part of wanting to be more in my community um, here and everywhere that I can be because I think that learning and teaching and and reaching out to people of color specifically who are more prone to being institutionalized and and teaching them financial literacy and teaching them self-care and teaching them that mental health is okay are so important like we have to do that and so I'm doing that any way that I can my watch just went off. Okay, thanks, Siri. Great. Uh, but I'm doing that any way that I can, and I know that that uh, you are, too. Yeah. And uh, not only being a, uh, a very brilliant-looking lady, uh, you also uh, have the talents that come with being a very successful uh, news lady. I mean, your communication skills are great. Thank you. And uh, by the way, where did you develop uh, communication skills? Where? Um, Honestly, it takes a village. Like, I think that my mother was always um, very on me about communication and spelling and writing. And we would have spelling bees and, and spelling tests at home. And my grandmother was always about grammar and being articulate and would pay me a nickel to look up a word, a new word in the dictionary. So I would rack up bank over the summer. But I think it's just, um, it starts at home. Like, I think that's where it started for me. And then it just 
went from there. And how's your coffee doing over there? Do you need another refill? Maybe. Why? Am I speaking slow? No, I was just making sure you're all right. <laughs> am I am I getting am I getting boring? I'ma sip some more. Okay. I feel like that was a hint. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, Rhea, so coming to Iowa from California, what are some things that you see here that are very, very different? That if you could change, you would. Oh, diversity for sure, one hundred percent. You go to Los Angeles, there is Latina, Asian, white. I mean, equal of everybody. I can go anywhere, and I am not phased at all. I grew up with every single type of culture. And so I didn't, when I came here, I didn't really get culture shock. I first got it when I went to Georgia. And then I came here and then I said, okay, it's kind of like Georgia, but a little bit reversed because there's 2% of people of color and everybody else. I mean, there's not that many people here um, as far as people of color go, not people in general. Um, So I feel like the thing that I would change is the diversity and I know it's growing and I know it's changing and that's for the positive and I love that. Um, But I would say that that is probably the biggest difference that I noticed. It doesn't bother me. I just want it to so much. It just I just wanted to change. Sure, it would be nice to have the playing field nice. even, evened out. Yeah. Now, what about uh, some of the different things that you see here, as far as incarceration, mm-hmm. uh, the mass incarceration for nonviolent crimes? Right. Um, I would imagine that working with the news, you also, you know probably have a lot more knowledge on some things with statistics and things like that. Does any of that really blow you away? Um, Honestly, okay, so nonviolent crimes, I would say the most significant difference in that aspect that I see is there are a lot of child um, cases here. Like child molesters and stuff Um, like that? um, Yeah, abusers. Yeah. in, in that regard. And I don't think, not that they don't exist in Los Angeles, California, because I'm very aware that they do. But as far as cases go in particular, I've seen that the most. Like like child endangerment? Sure. Child like endangerment, that. child abuse cases, chi- uh, children in basements and getting, like, yeah. I've heard that too many, like so many times here. And even my mom, who is from, lived in Cleveland, um, originally from Cleveland and now lives in Los Angeles, came to Iowa, watched a show, um, have has watched several shows, watches actually every other day and was like, I what is going on yeah. with yeah. child abuse cases in That's Iowa? Crazy. You know That's what I mean? Yeah. Um and again, every single state across the US is gonna have their own issues, but that is the significant one that I noticed. Sure. Yeah. So where all has the news industry taken you? You talk about Georgia and mm-hmm. living there. Mm-hmm. Were you working at a news station there? Um, yes. I worked in Albany and I worked in Augusta, um, Georgia, and then I came here. For what news station? Um, I worked for Fox 31 in Albany. It was only two stations in Albany, and that was one of them. It's a very, wow. small, it's a very small city. And then for... Um, Augusta, I worked for CBS. What? I did not know this was on the plane. <laughs> Sorry, I literally just got handed 
one of your cards. I don't have one of these cards. Right. Well, you do now because the, uh, he just handed me a card with our picture on the back, and me, and then it has their abbreviation. I love this. Did not know this was a thing. That's right. Hand the me image, a stack, why don't you? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just awesome. to let you know what's going on <laughs> yeah, right now explain, in the 98.3 The Vibe Studios, I have just handed Rhea Spigner <laughs> one of the image program business cards, and she turned it over to recognize that there was a picture of her I on am there. on the card, y'all. I didn't even know. <laughs> And not only that, but on behalf no, that's of kinda awesome. on behalf of the image show, we have awarded Rhea Spigner the number one news lady in <laughs> all America. Oh my gosh. Stop yes, it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll take Rhea that. Spigner gets that. <laughs> I don't award. know if that's true, but I'll take it. She got it. Yeah, heard it here, folks. We had a vote on it. <laughs> we and had a it vote. It was a unanimous decision. That Rhea Spigner is the number one news lady in all America, all oh. across the ah. land. Sweezy, did you vote? Yeah. You voted two votes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell okay. I'll take that. That's you right. That's for doing uh, such a wonderful job. Oh hey, my God. Ladies and gentlemen. I love that. Thank you so for much. For those <laughs> of you who are tuned in right now, we are having a ball on the Image Show. Hey, Rhea, this has been a blessing. Thank you so much for coming in. This has been real and fun. Yes. And <laughs> so for all you out there right now, it's Rhea Spigner and Bobby Pate saying. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. Um, And yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) Have a nice week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time.